Hey, 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 it's Conscious Sedation Podcast. We are here for Shift 4, What You Won't Do, Part 2. What You Won't Do. This is the health care provider <laughs> edition. Hopefully y'all tuned in last week. So many of you guys did for Shift 3 where we did What You Won't Do, the parent and, uh, I mean the parent, the patient and visitor edition. Um, so we're going to get into some juicy stuff this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm Ryan. This is Tasha. And this is Tiffany. <laughs> glad we don't have Yet Beyonce again. among us today. You never know when she'll pop right on in. <laughs> Let's not relax too much. Okay, so before we get into anything, we are always going to do our hashtag recap. Tasha is not going first this week. <laughs> Tiffany, what do you have for the <laughs> What hate, you got hate, for hate. the people this week? I have hashtag call light writing done by Tasha. Ooh. She did an excellent <laughs> rendition oh, of my goodness. the light going off and what a patient does. So that's yeah. mine. It was very, it was very colorful. Was it? But it's real. It was life. good. I wasn't even really trying to be funny. But, but that's exactly real. what happens. I even had a moment like during the recording where I was like, oh, this is annoying. <laughs> like people don't annoy themselves. Sometimes no. I think about that. Mm-mm. No, you know, so honestly, I was thinking about this, too, as I was listening to the podcast for the 25th time. <laughs> um, I realized that some some patients just really might not have anybody to talk to. Maybe they ride the call light because they. They want they a want company. company. Yeah. They say, ding, can you just come keep me company so I can go ahead and be like, no, nah, baby, I got 10 patients. Hell, <laughs> yeah, what do you think this is? <laughs> Not on the psych ward. <laughs> I love you, but I can't. Okay. What's your hashtag recap, Tosh? My hashtag this week is hashtag you're in my way. <laughs> <laughs> By yours truly, Ryan, the nurse. You're, no, no, they're simply in my, you're in my way. (laughs) Hashtag move. Hashtag move, yes. Just move. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You was on your ludicrous last week, for real. You told him. You like, but no, back to the visitation. You're in my way. But you're in my way. But still, though. She's like, no, we're not done with this. Yeah. Right. right. She's like, no, you're in my way. Hey, y'all know they be in the way. They do. They do. Yeah. And I I like people. That's a lie. I don't you like people. That back. Not on Jesus' day. Not on Sunday. I do not like people. Anybody who knows me or who wants to know me knows that I do not like people. However, I do like my patients and I like their I'm nice to their visitors. But if I say move you in the way then there's problems you really are in the way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah What's okay yours? my hashtag recap is what you won't do you shouldn't do so don't do <laughs> <laughs> a three-parter yeah it's all together a three-piece yeah it's uh-huh. hard it'd be hard to read if you wrote it all out but but that's all right it's important to understand that's why we're here kicking this knowledge because don't do it mm-hmm. okay all right so we are going to have our mindful moment. I feel like we should have some like calm meditation music play when we when we, we do a mindful moment. That'd be nice. Do like some beach waves. Yeah. Or... Yes. <laughs> yes. Some kind of calm. Yes. Yeah, something yeah. that can just you know That's a good idea. you a little we'll put bit. a little pan right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who wants to go first on that one? 
I'll go first. We know. <laughs> I, I couldn't stomach not being first for the hashtag. So anyway, um, my mindful moment this morning, I watched this video on the internet <laughs> with this man doing his rendition of Wobble. And it was so smooth. And it just made me laugh. It Like mm -hmm. I had a smile the whole time. And then maybe like a day or so ago, I don't know if you guys saw the BBC anchor who was... Oh, yes. Oh, the little boy? Yes. <laughs> no, I didn't okay, so cute. So there was this BBC anchor who was at home and he was like satellite and talking to someone who was in studio. And his kids came in. And so the first kid comes in and is like, la, 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 being a kid. Oh, no, I did lollipop. see that. Yes. <laughs> and, so and the white scurry thing. Oh, her pants down. Yes. People really didn't. Her pants That's were like halfway. She, she was trying to go to the bathroom. And right. the kids were, yeah, I did see that. And the little the baby walked in in a walker, too. Yes. <laughs> Party but was on. It was so any, hilarious. Any parent just really stood in solidarity with him because <laughs> as a parent, listen. It's like that. It's like that. What I thought we, was funny, though, was the satellite guy, or the guy in studio started laughing first. Because, you know, there's that little so laugh. Frustrated. Right. The anchor was frustrated. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't I believe. thought he was laughing. Oh, I think he was kind of frustrated. Like, this is, I can't believe this is hilarious. in my life. Oh, no, the, the guy dad, in the, yes, he was, he was irritated. so perturbed, yeah. He was irritated, but the guy in studio was like, oh, I think your kids just walked in. But then, you know, you have that lag on the studio, so the guy didn't even See. know until it was already like this is happening and then the mom slides she runs in and she's like trying to pull the walker and the kid out the door at the same time and she's like okay they both won't fit yeah but so yeah back to the mindful thing i was mindful that the internet is not all bad and it's great like it brings moments of joy like that kind of made me laugh i try not to troll the comments because the devil be busy in the comments and I said, not today, Satan. And I got out of them and I kept laughing. But yeah, just little things like that made me laugh. And mm -hmm. so I was appreciative in that moment of the internet and the, the viral videos. Because some of them be really good for the soul. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Good. That's my tip you up. My mindful moment happened yesterday at the post office. There was this cute little old man. He had to be like 80. And so I've got this big box. Shout out to Amber. I sent your package late. Um, <laughs> so I got this big box and he he's like old. So he's got his little teeter totter and we're trying to race each other to the door because I'm trying to hold it for him and Aww. he's trying to hold it for me. Aww. So uh, it was so cute because he was like, oh, thank you, young lady. He's like, let me get the other one. And so he's trying to like get around me to get to the second door. So it was pretty cute. And then the people inside were laughing. They were like, that was pretty nice. Aww. And I was like, aw. So, I mean, there's just little things that just show you there's people, they're still good in the world, you know, a little bit yeah. sometimes. But it made me chuckle because he was determined. He strutting Aww. out of his car and he With was like, self. he's like, I got that door for you. And I was like, oh, I got it for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Aww, but yeah, that was cute. cute. That, that was cute. cute. Yeah. So, warm and fuzzy. Well, good. Warm inside. What's yours? Yeah, so my mindful moment this week is um, the power to um, center self and just being mindful of that. So one of the things I gave up for Lent was emotional responses. How's that going? Yeah, so that's a tough one. that is hard. <laughs> very, very hard. Um, but, you know... Uh, 
ebbing and flowing, ebbing and flowing, you know, but I am um, thankful for just the power that we have to be able to do that, even if we don't always tap into that power, even if we don't always perfect it, you know, have a mild emotional response, um, just the power to be able to go into yourself and center yourself and have an appropriate response or have a less emotional um, response. I'm just mindful of that. Um, because it's work. Definitely. But to know that you have the power to do it is, we should be mindful of that and keep that, keep that in our focus all the time because we can, <laughs> we can not have an emotional yes, response. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. <laughs> yes, we did. Did no. that. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> did. Okay. So... We got a little inbox report. It's time for a report, y'all. We got <laughs> time for a report. Seven oh five. Seven oh five. Seven oh five. We'll have time. to tell a story about that later. Yeah, I think we should. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go on to Tiffany, and she's gonna have the inbox report for us. All right. So <laughs> making me feel like a reporter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. right so, and here I come. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have... You can't see her fake mic. She got up to it. <laughs> I do. You can't see it. All right. So uh, the if question... We were live, you would be able to see it. <laughs> Which we're working on, by the way. Wait. So we did actually have a BBC. We, we had a we kid pop in the BBC. door while we were going live, okay? <laughs> we cut that out. Y'all ain't see that on Facebook, mm-hmm. but we did have a child. <laughs> pop right on in. Come on in. in. Yeah. Because they don't care. They don't care. You working? Oh, okay, cool. But I need this. <laughs> Okay, so inbox report. Uh, the question this week is, what do we hate as nurses the most about our jobs? What? Oh, that was a tough one. Question. That is a tough one. So Ryan, oh. I'll kick it to you oh. first. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, not even time to think, really. Okay. Um, so. What one thing that I know for sure that I hate the absolute most about my job is spending lots and lots and lots of time with the patient, educating, um, demonstrating, doing all this stuff, spending all kinds of time with the patient. And then they turn around and do the complete opposite mm-hmm. of what I asked them to do with that. I help them with um, or they have been educated and then they go and do the things I tell them not to do or don't do the things I tell them to do. And then they call me once they're broken and want me <laughs> to fix them. And I just that I think that's the I, don't, I won't say I hate it, but it is the most frustrating thing for me because Time is money. <laughs> time is. Because time is money. money. And if I'm spending my time with you, I'm talking about, especially, you know, with me as a lactation consultant, I may spend an hour, an hour and a half with a family helping them to be successful with breastfeeding. All, I mean, hands-on, educating, showing them how to put together their pump, showing them how to do this and store their milk and whatever. Leaning over, breaking a sweat. Yes, I mean, working really hard to help you. This does not benefit me. What I'm giving you is to benefit you. And then you turn around and are doing exact opposite of what I asked you to do. You are, I mean, I, 
it's just very frustrating for me because I put my all. Nursing, like we talked about before, is hard work. And um, we put all that we have. We give, sometimes as nurses, we give more to our patients than we give to our families. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, and so when we do that, and then patients turn around and do, they are having an argument. <laughs> Tasha and Tiffany are having an air argument. And so I'm trying to stay focused over here and give y'all this information about, about how I'm feeling. Okay? So I'm trying to talk about how I'm feeling. We didn't mean to about the work this that I emotional did. response. We did not mean to bring Uh-oh. up this emotional we just response. Broke down the I mean, I tried to ignore it. Okay? Y'all heard that awkward We're pause. Taking notes. That was me sorry. trying to center myself. I'm sorry. We're and taking focus. notes. No. And focus. Uh-uh. And they are literally, like, I'm I sorry. wish I could have recorded. They are having a full-blown <laughs> air argument. Okay? I mean, Tiffany rolled up in my space. I no. had my head down on my notebook. But I know what she you. was doing. I know what she was doing. She was trying to steal from my mind. So... I cannot she was help but think alike. Listen. All right. Can we get back to back to the inbox report though? Please. Before I you mean, stole from Wow. Me. When we go back, so as I was saying, <laughs> um I can't stand you. <laughs> as I was saying, <laughs> we're gonna have to go live video one time because people have no they idea. They have no idea what happened. Well we go through <laughs> Tiffany. Wait a minute! Is you? How? Baby, it's you. I get on the receiving end of this this gang up, this backlash, this emotional response. Okay. Hey, see, people want to flip it on you, use it against you, use your weaknesses against you. I am all ears. Okay, I hope so. Let's try it again. Let's please let's back it up one time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So as I was saying, sometimes as nurses, we give more to our patients than we give to ourselves or even to our families. And so for us to give and give to the patient um, and then for you all to turn around and not follow what the advice that we give you or not adhere to the education that we provide, it's disheartening. And I don't like it. (laughs) So I think that's that's my most frustrating. I won't say I hate it. Um, because I have had patients who were like, dang, you did say this. And I'm like, did yeah, I? Yeah, I did. Not, I try not to do that. I told you so. But I'm like, oh, it's okay. And then they learn and they, they, they end up, you know, successful. But that's hard for me. What about you, Tiff? Um, that, uh, that part is definitely frustrating to me when patients don't, you know, listen to your advice. Uh, probably my, what I would hate most, um would just be losing patience um because there's I mean even if you know that it's coming it's still it's still a hard thing to go and talk to the family about it or you know comfort people when that person is gone um and it's hard on the staff too I think a lot of times people don't forget that because sometimes or not don't forget that but don't think of that um, if you have multiple shifts and you have multiple deaths or things like that, um, it definitely affects your psyche just taking care of the next patient and taking care of yourself. Um, so definitely that would be my uh, least favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, 
I mean, there's ups and downs of any job, I feel like. So I think that's the biggest thing that helps nurses keep perspective is like, yeah, there's parts of your job you don't like. But most of the time it teeters and um, the good outweighs the bad. And if it's not, then it's time to look for something else. So uh, that would be my Tasha. What do you have? I have a couple. I don't know how you guys were able to just narrow it down to one and not even like the profession part of it, but um, working holidays and being away from your friends and family is a really, really tough one That's for me, even though we knew like what it was getting right. into it is still a difficult thing to kind of hold on to, especially if you work night shift like me and you're you you have an obligation to work like part of the holiday so you don't really ever get all of it off right. unless you kind of have that set up working in your schedule at your place of employment so that's one thing and then um the business aspect of healthcare really 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 grates on me because most of us nurses just want to go take care of people and go home we don't want to hear about productivity we don't want to hear about um the budget conservation billing yeah. checking this hipaa jco no one wants to hear about all of that stuff. I mean, especially if you're really doing what you love and you're mm -hmm. passionate about it. It's like I did not work a nine to five or I did not get a business job on purpose. And so hearing about the business side of it, which that again, we'll talk about that. I'm sure at some episode way down the line, but the business aspect of healthcare really gets to me because I think it impedes what we thought we came to do. And so that, that bothers me. Um, one last kind of little petty thing that really gets on my nerve is working with mostly women, especially on labor and delivery. It's because a lot of estrogen. It's a, I mean, like the patients are women, <clears throat> the physicians are women, mm -hmm. the nurses are women, the managers are women. It's just, it's a lot of estrogen. And I feel like not having the testosterone in the mix does not balance things out from time to time and things can get kind of catty and you know when you have all of that all of these women in the mix it's almost like this expectation that everybody's going to get along really well everybody's going to be friends all the time when in actuality like we are at work you know if we were engineers it wouldn't be that oh you didn't give me a car for my birthday or throw me a pitch in or, you know what i'm saying like no one would even give a damn it <laughs> they wouldn't blink an eye about your personal life and there would be no expectation to maintain this friendship um, in your workplace because it's work. Mm -hmm. And that to me has been really kind of difficult over the years <clears throat> because I've worked really hard to kind of separate my home life and my work life. And I think that people um, perceive me to be maybe a little bit more brash because of that. And it's not personal. It's not towards them. It's just that I'm very protective of what happens in my circle, in my life, outside of work. And a lot of times I don't like to mesh those two worlds. And so it's not so much me being standoffish and not trying to engage. It's that I came to work. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm literally being paid to be here. I love it. But I'm being paid a wage to do a job. And so it's real easy for me to be black and white about that and I make friendships along the way but that's not my core intention 
when I go to work. So that's something that's hard for me, like being a nurse and we're in this nurturing profession and everybody is like, oh, it should be this and let's all sing Kumbaya. And again, the reality is we all ragging together and we all catty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like everybody's periods all synced up and everybody all hormonal together. It's just, it can be too much. So you think that that aspect, not just the working with the women in general, you think it's uh, something that's a uh, specific dynamic to being a nurse and working with a lot of women. Is that what you're saying? I'm only speaking <clears throat> from my own personal no. experience. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what any other female-dominated profession is like. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I don't even know that I can name another female-dominated profession as much as nursing anymore. Maybe teachers mm -hmm. or... Yeah. Airline stewardess or what? I don't know. Flight attendant. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, what's, I'm like what's, what's the name they use now? <laughs> Politically correct. You know, <laughs> but I can't even name like another profession yeah. that is a female dominated profession, like still in 2017, mm -hmm. because now a lot of those lines have kind of been crossed in other professions. But in ours, it's still female dominated, especially in labor and delivery. Mm -hmm. And I would say that's particularly true um, when you compare teachers. But teachers at least get a chance to be in their own classroom for a oh, yeah. large portion of the day on the floor as a nurse. Um, you guys are all together, you mm -hmm. know, when you're not in your patient's room and you don't live in there. Mm -mm. So, yeah, I can see that being true. Okay. That's and there are times where it becomes like a, a community, obviously. I'm, I spend more time with people I'm at work with um, than I, more time than my family mm -hmm. and my loved ones. But, whoo, sometimes it's just hard to separate and... I think people take it a whole lot more personally than what they should, you know, if I'm like, listen, I don't feel like talking today. It ain't you. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking. I'm being a great nurse to my patients. That's all I got. I got about this much and that extra. I can't give it to you. I can give it to me. You can give it to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely can give it to Ryan any day. But you know what I'm saying? I like, know. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes folk want you to be they bosom buddy, and I'm like, the, the reality is we're at work. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So, again, our topic. Oh, I'm sorry. No, if you have questions for us um, for the inbox report, you can email us at getsedated705 at gmail.com. Questions, comments. Um, if you want to know something specifically about us or the work that we do, you can always shoot us an email. So thank you for that question. All right. Right into the stuff. So right into the stuff, into the stuff, <laughs> to the juicy, into the juicy stuff. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the topic for today is. You're supposed to say what? Oh, so I could clap. Hospital etiquette. What the medical professional won't do. <laughs> that was kind of. I did it off a little bit. Let's try like, it again. Here it okay. goes. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Go. What the medical... <laughs> okay. No. All right. What you won't do. There we go. What there you won't it do. is. All right. Okay. You... Okay. See? Third, third time's a charm. You know it Got it. Sometimes you just got to <laughs> do it by yourself and not have a partner. Okay. So, so again, part one was what the patient and visitors wouldn't do. If you did not catch that, please catch us on shift three where we talk about what the patient and visitors won't do. Tiff, you kicked us off last time. You want to kick us off again this time? 
Sure. <laughs> Not really. Um, I was like, I but wasn't I ready. I thought, I thought I was going to get kicked in Tomsha. So. <laughs> well, you kicked us off last time pretty well. So. All right. So this, like Ryan was saying, is like our edition of what healthcare workers won't do. Mine are kind of primarily based towards like nursing and doctors. Um, so my first one is for the nurses. What you won't do is not listen in report. I don't know <laughs> what is more frustrating than giving someone like a detailed, amazing report. They're like sitting there, like chewing their gum, looking at the sky. Not writing anything. Not writing anything because they said it's all up here, you know. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the end there. And so they go back. And what and they, time did you? So when did they get here? And oh, what did you say? And like. And then that's when you just want to throw your pin and go clock out. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> like it's 7 05. Hold up, exactly. that's like that waiter that doesn't write anything down. And then <laughs> your order is all wrong. <laughs> and then bring your order back and it's a mess. You'd be like, now see, had, had you just, it had just it, written yeah. it down? If you just mm -hmm. wrote it down. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. It would help things a lot more. Um, another thing that I see a lot in healthcare is uh, when we belittle each other and whether it's um because the healthcare team is made of tons of people you got housekeeping you've got dietary Absolutely. you got pharmacy you got respiratory you got the doctors you got mm -hmm. the families there you got the secretaries got like the all these people are involved in taking care of one person and uh when we're disrespectful to each other or we talk down to one another it doesn't foster good communication and so without good communication, we don't take care of the patients well because people don't want to ask for, you know, this because they're afraid so-and-so is going to talk down to them or the CNA doesn't want to help because the nurse was rude to her or housekeeping doesn't want to get the trash out of that room because mm -hmm. the nurse is putting stuff in there that shouldn't be in there. Like, we all have to work together and I am guilty. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, See, we said we were going to get ourselves yeah, together. Yeah, like, so. mm -hmm. hey, if I got, like, a ton of stuff and I put it all in the wrong thing and I'm like, oh, well. I don't want to dig that out. That's ah, a C different. That's right. A I was like, oh, just throw just, just, just throw all the sheets away. It's good. Yeah, just throw them away. <laughs> you don't want to reuse those. Um, so that's that one. Um, another one that is especially hard uh, for the oncoming shift is if uh, as the previous nurse or any nurse on the shift if your units got rules follow them don't tell the family they can do don't tell them they can put that pallet on the floor in the corner of the room when they're oh. not supposed to mm -hmm. don't tell them that they can stay in when shift change is happening so then when that next nurse comes in is like hey you can't you can't sleep here or hey you got to get out and then they're like oh but so-and-so said we could and then mm -hmm. it's like okay <laughs> then and i am guilty you're of in that. a bad spot and i am guilty of totally that. preventable yeah i do it that's what a huge thing doing? on our unit too <clears throat> we are like night shift week night shift let me oh, specify that shift. because we have a weekend option shift days Ooh. and nights also so that's our different little groups and week night shift. We are like crazy about visiting hours and people being in the way and their babies staying all night, you know, spilling apple juice all on the floor and graham crackers. So then we all stick into the floor trying to do what we have to do. But yeah, we are crazy about that. And I feel like 
we do run into issues where the previous nurse, whichever shift that may be, has told the patient, the visitor, something different. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're put in a tough spot. Do we honor that? Do we... Right. And then the family the guy yeah. looking at you crazy like y'all don't talk to each other. Like right. who who's right here? Because <coughs> right. this is happening minute one of your shift. And right. you have the next <laughs> 11 hours and 59 minutes to try and make that right again. Right. You know, yeah. You're like, well, technically one. you can't sleep on the floor, but mm, yeah, mm-hmm. so it sucks. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm usually guilty of more visitors than should be allowed. Is usually what I'm guilty of. See, um, I'm surprised because you like you in the I way like person, people. and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so that's what at that point exactly. If I say it's too many, y'all, then or I may let you stay longer than you should stay, or. I don't necessarily mind children in the room as long as they're not like busting out of the room in the hallway just because I know how that can be sometimes. So I do. I took the line a little bit with when it comes to the, the rule following. I do. I'm giving <laughs> you the square. I know. I know. She got that mama We all guilty, like you said. Exactly. Everybody's so, getting that. So thank you, Tiffany. For <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. How many linens has Tiffany thrown away? Mm-hmm. Several yeah. hundred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the preacher said, if you can't say amen, say ouch. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah. Nice hashtag ouch. So ouch. Hashtag mm-hmm. ouch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tasha, don't write it down. <laughs> <laughs> this is my pen and this is my notebook. My notebook. That's okay. right. Mine. Okay. Right. Uh, I got two more. So this next one is just my personal pet peeve because uh, I would usually be the person to take like a later lunch. So my thing is if we got 30 minutes... Do not come back 45, 50 minutes late. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, typically, when you're on break, people are watching your patients for you. And don't go on break. When you got a whole when bunch of stuff. When you got a whole bunch too. of stuff popping Ooh. off. Like, mm-hmm. if you know the doctors are about to round on your patient, or you know, like, a whole bunch of orders got put in. Or your patient or your chain stoking. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't. Or they got to get a lunch that day. Like, don't. Do not. This is not the time to go. No. (laughs) And just be mindful that others have to eat. You know, Um, they take their thirty minutes. You take your thirty minutes. And now, mind you, I do think nurses should have longer lunch, but that's another episode (laughs) in and of itself because thirty minutes is ridiculous in a a twelve to fourteen hour day. Correct. And most of the time, sometimes that's the first time you've gone to pee and what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not going to go any further on that. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's my thing. I hate that. Okay. Lastly is just for anybody in healthcare. Um, Our society is making it so that healthcare, unfortunately, like the hospital itself is a dangerous place. Um, People are getting upset. They're bringing guns to the workforce. They're getting aggressive with staff. They're hitting staff members they're cussing you out they're getting all types of bad things and then the patients themselves whether it's due to disease process or drugs is getting more frequent as well they're in a hyper aggressive Mm -hmm. um and physically violent state and my caution to healthcare providers and team members is to don't be a hero 
too many times me myself being a small person like you want to think that you can just like be sit down or you know whatever whatever and you're in this cornered situation like know when you need to go get help know when you need to hit the panic button mm-hmm. know when you need to go get those male nurses or the doctors that are on the unit most of the time they're tall tall people <laughs> tall dark <and> tall. <laughs> tall bigger people than i <laughs> So yeah, get get help and don't try to save yourself some heartache and some physical discomfort. You know, just goodness. physical discomfort. Hey, don't get your ass. <laughs> That's what I meant. What she said. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> don't do, get do not take an L at don't your job. Please, they're don't. not paying you enough. Please don't. <laughs> That's hilarious. But those are my things for for healthcare peeps. Who's next? Tiffany, I mean, Tasha. Mm. My tone. All right. <laughs> oh, God. What you won't do. Uh-oh. What you won't do, nursing colleagues, is be late for report. <laughs> and what you won't do is be late for report with a beverage in your hand, um, a, a meal. As in, like, you had time to go get Starbucks or breakfast or whatever it is, but you didn't have time to just waddle your behind over here and get report on your patient. Do you have an antidote for that? Wake up earlier. (laughs) If that's what you need to do, wake up earlier, get to work on time. Because it's those same people, though, who are, like, breathing down your neck at 7 p.m. or at the end of their shift, Mm -hmm. whatever time that is, like, hey, you got my patient, you got my patient, you got my patient, ready to go. And you like, I'm sorry, didn't you just, did you just stroll on the floor this morning at 7.30? And now I need to be here at 7.01 to get report? Okay, mm. wait on that. Mm. That kind of stuff makes me want to be spiteful and just show up late, go change my scrubs, take my time. But my own morals and integrity won't allow me to do that. Thank him for it. Thank mm. you. Mm. You know, do treat people the way you <laughs> want to be treated. But it is frustrating, like, to have somebody show up late for a report and you can see that they've been either socializing on a unit, talking about whatever, and your patient's about to deliver. <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying? you like, hey, man, I'm trying to get out of here and go home. Save myself some charting. You got to be here for the next 12 hours. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's numero uno. Um, micromanaging. I hate to be micromanaged. And this will probably be more for um, providers or the physicians because I work with residents. And as much as... <laughs> Tip just threw a head back. <laughs> as much as, like, I know that the doctors give the orders, quote-unquote, we are a team. And I think that I can learn from the physicians um, just like they can learn from the nurses. And I found that I feel like a lot of physicians who have nurses in the family kind of hold nurses in higher regard and be like, what do you what do you think? You know, as opposed to I told you yada yada or like on our unit specifically, we have monitoring fetal monitoring. And if the patient say is sitting up to eat or has rolled over or whatever, if that baby is not tracing for five seconds, your phone rings. Can you get the patient back on the monitor? Can you not call me like I don't have two eyes in my head and I can't see? Can, can you not call Give me as if my feet are not already on the road? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, in certain deliveries or situations, the doctors see you doing something and they're asking for you like, 
do you have a brain right now? Can you see that I am literally doing what you're fixing your mouth to ask for? It's like some some residents are doing those sorts of things because they have these lists in their head. Like, okay, we're in a delivery. I know this needs to be done. That needs to be done. That needs to be done. So they're asking the nurse to make sure. Um, but sometimes it can come off as condescending. Mm-hmm. When I've been here for 15 years and you've been here for one. And it's like, do you know how many deliveries I've done? As if I don't know like what the natural progression of things are in a delivery, which brings me to my next point of the residents asking, did we do X, Y, Z? Can we do yada, yada? And I'm like, do you speak French? You know, what's... (laughs) What's we do? Oh, you speak French now. Nah. Is there <laughs> is there a mouse in your pocket? You know, we me or we you. Like, if you would like the nurse to do something in the room, ask them. Don't be on some, you know, passive. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to sound like I'm being mean or giving you an order. Like, just ask. We're humans. And not only that, but that is kind of your job as a physician. Right. You write orders. You or give verbal orders that's your job yeah which is totally fine like hey can you start the pit or hey can you do yada yada can you raise her bed up can you give me some more light no problem got it on it like i think the can we thing is just some kind of roundabout way of trying to be nice but it just really is irritating to me and that's just my own personal thing (laughs) i think i feel like it usually gets better over time uh, I've noticed like a lot of residents they'll come in and they'll they'll be like nervous to ask for mm-hmm. stuff but then as they get more comfortable I feel like it gets a lot better and that's true because you know on the other end the uh, resident who comes in and they're like hey get this <laughs> do that you gonna get, get you have a problem the, yeah. I mean, you won't like them get no. all the way together too but I mean to me I guess I'm learning the more I live that common sense is not common And so as I can remember being the new nurse on the unit, I didn't bust up in a room and was super comfortable with everybody with this loud kind of in your face personality. I kind of was normal, sat back, listened, figured out where my part was going to be, where my role was going to be. And then over time, that comfort came. And so it's either like just be normal, you know, don't be in loud as life and folk like, who is this person or the other way? Just be regular. Like, we all human. We all came for one job, one purpose, trying to get, you know, this patient the best care possible. Like, come on. That's, again, common sense is not common, though. So, here I am telling you what you won't do is be (laughs) passive-aggressive. The next thing for, like, my my own colleagues, I think sometimes um, you can have a different standard of care that people provide you know because everybody thinks that good care quote unquote is something different true some people think good care is fluffing pillows and changing beds and putting on socks all day and not really charting that much or not doing a set of vitals Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying or and some people think that good care is dropping off meds charting everything to a t and being a robot and not really you know talking to the patient or interacting with them and sometimes it's just really hard to come behind either of those extremes 
and the patient is disgruntled or they've just had a bad day, night or whatever, because that nurse prior to them um, didn't give that them what they thought was good care. So, you know, for your own colleagues and the people coming behind you, like, don't give poor care all day and then leave me to kind of run damage control. Like there was a situation I remember <laughs> this nurse had pissed this patient off so bad. The next nurse comes in and she's like, oh, which leads me to another point, but we'll put a pen right there. The next nurse comes in and the patient is like distraught in the bed and she's crying. The nurse is like, well, what's up? And she's like, all I wanted was a cup of ice. Like, and so the next nurse is like, really? And, and y'all couldn't get along because of a cup of ice today, you know? <laughs> And so like my last thing is that takes me right into that. Like, don't be, come and report and tell me that the patient is terrible and you had this terrible day and she's this and she's that and her family is this and, and her family is that. And maybe y'all just didn't mesh or maybe y'all just didn't have good chemistry. Maybe y'all just didn't communicate well. Like your day isn't necessarily going to dictate my night and vice versa. And Absolutely. I try to be... <clears throat> Um, really neutral when I give report and give the basics. Like I want to give and report what's going to be pertinent to your care for that patient, not necessarily my personal opinion of them and right. how our day went. Because I just don't think that's fair and everybody doesn't get along. And so for this patient, like the nurse prior had given this terrible report about how terrible this patient was and how she was needy and she was this and she was that. And then the new nurse comes in and the patient says, all I wanted was a cup of ice. And so it's just like, it's laughable to me, but it, it creates a terrible healthcare picture sure. for the facility and for that patient going forward. Like they can have post-traumatic stress from a hospital stay. And then that sets up fear for them later. And it's just not fair. Treat people the way you want to be treated. And that's all I got. And I would go a little, a step further and say, um, as the oncoming nurse, take with a grain of salt right. <laughs> what you get in report about the patient's personality or mm -hmm. their disposition of or their you know state of consciousness. Because I mean, I've gotten in report that a patient was, um, you know, incoherent or um, you know talking out of the side of their head, and I go in there and they're lucid as ever. Like mm -hmm. what? What? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what report yeah, did right. I get? Yeah. Or this? a patient was rude and. Um, you know, not wanting to comply with anything I ask them to do. And then I go in the room and I'm like, they're doing everything that I've asked for them to do. So mm -hmm. the oncoming nurse should also take with a grain of salt what they get in report. <laughs> that, um, that makes me think of a curious discussion topic, but this is just totally random off topic. But what do you guys think about bedside reporting? Do you, are you guys, because mm. um, I know bedside reporting like the thought of doing it is to prevent you know exactly what we're talking mm -hmm. about um my experience with it is when you switch to that everyone is like like dragging their neck back and <laughs> dragging their feet like nobody wants to get reported at the bedside but i find usually once you get used to it it is beneficial um there are of course certain situations where you do need to step out the room and be like hey so and so is trying to try to throw poop drink the drips and <laughs> stuff like that like you gotta step out and <laughs> address mm -hmm. some stuff head on but i do feel like that helps a lot and i agree with what both of you said um, about kind of taking 
when you get report, especially related to people's personality, just, you know, get in there and assess them for yourself. Absolutely. You, you do your head to toe assessment again. Anyway. Based mm-hmm. on, even if so-and-so was like, yeah, they're clear. Be like, mm, yep, that's what you said. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Brief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're going to listen all over again. So same with people's personality. Because a lot of times, like Tasha was saying, it is just people don't don't mix well mm-hmm. and that's that's just humans being humans but what did you guys think about bedside reporting do you guys do it or that i don't know is, about lnd yes <laughs> this i'm looking at ryan because i laugh like i i'm tickled when i think about how resistant we are to change especially at my facility oh my goodness that's another thing and i'm even working on that like what you want to do is be resistant to change and new research because it may be helpful for you like we just switched over to epic Mm. and that was a huge huge overhaul of you know computer charting system yada yada but people were resistant to that but after some time you're like oh my god this is really cool Mm -hmm. so back to bedside reporting that's a big push for us at our facility and we're not used to that and a lot of people feel like the way our patients are clustered, it makes report harder because on postpartum, you usually have a mix and match of moms and babies, oh, okay. um, C-sections, vaginal deliveries, discharges, new deliveries. And so there's times where you can give report to two, three, sometimes four nurses on one assignment. Gotcha. And so going from room to room with a NICU nurse and a postpartum nurse or whatever it's proven to be like logistically kind of tough on postpartum on labor and delivery it's a little bit easier because you're usually one-on-one maybe one-on-two and so I am that is definitely a change I'm warming up to the idea and I have an orientee now so I'm usually like pushing her like okay go in go do bedside report go in go do bedside report and you bring up a very good benefit of that like you cut out a lot of the chatter and a lot of the personal opinions, and it's basically report. It is what I need to know to provide good care to the patient for the duration of my shift, the end. Also, I think it cuts out the whole um, feeling like the patient doesn't have the right to know what's being said about them. They're part of the care team. Right, they're Mm -hmm. exactly part of the care team. They should know what their report sounds like. And they could even chime in and correct, like, oh, no, that's not true. This is what the story is or whatever. And I feel like a lot of times on the patient side, we're not really privy to the information that's either in the chart or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I always feel like it's this huge, huge secret. secret. Yeah. Like, what are they saying about me out there? And, you know, they send their family to go get a drink. Like, what are they saying? Or, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Or the family is like kind of walking slow past the <laughs> right. nurse's station or whatever during a report. Mm-hmm. And it's like this huge secret and it's confidential information, but not to the patient. Right. And so, yeah, bedside reporting is definitely a culture change within our hospital. And we got some old heads on our unit who, oh, good God. <laughs> They are not into it. Like, they want things to stay the way they are. They don't they like still change. Paper charting. Still trying to paper they chart. They still be paper charting. If mm-hmm. they still <laughs> trying to paper chart, like, mm-hmm. so resistant. And again, I am guilty. My edges are being snatched right <laughs> now. Yes. Because even Orion Ryan, she would come in and it was like, listen, we got a two-hour recovery. You in there snuggling with the patient and doing uh skin to skin and breastfeeding for four <laughs> hours and this baby ain't had a bath and 
you know, cares? it was like this time regimented yes. kind of thing. But to me, that then makes way for the business part of our job and productivity and this and that. And so I wish that we could just, you know what I'm saying? Just go love on our patients. But the reality is it doesn't always work that way. But our challenge is finding the the medium, the middle, what, what makes the patients feel well cared for it, and what makes us feel like we provide a good care. Yeah. But I think when we... When I think the two match right away because I think that if the patient, good care is whatever the patient feels that good. Yeah, just like pain. Mm -hmm. If the patient feels like she received good care, then we provided good care. Mm -hmm. Even if we feel like, dang, I wasn't in your room all day. That has happened, I'm sure, to Mm -hmm. all of us. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I feel like I didn't do anything but check your vitals three times today Mm -hmm. and that was it. And they're like, no, you were a great nurse. Mm -hmm. Like, thank you so much. And you're like, really? Because I didn't do nothing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, but if the patient feels like they got good care, at the end of the day, that's that's the really hard part. Is you never really know that though until they're gone or you mm-hmm. happen to come across them again. Like I was, I did some wellness training or whatever at work and was in a group with a patient, a, a lady, a coworker of mine mm-hmm. who I had taken care of before. And when we were doing inter- introduction, she just blurted out. She was like, "That's it," and I'm like, "Oh, what?" You know, and she was like, you were my nurse when I was in labor. You started my induction and this and that. And I was like, oh, my God. And I have like two different personalities at work. I'm either like (laughs) go hard um, drill sergeant. Well, not drill sergeant, but firm kind of nurse. Don't do this. I'm firm, stern nurse or just a really soft. You know what I'm saying? And there's moments, and it could be flipped back and forth at different times throughout their care. Because that's needed. You need to. Absolutely. A. Sure. A. This is what we're about to do. There's a time and a place. And like, oh, snuggle with your little one. Right. Yeah. Right. So, So, yes. For her, I was just like, oh, okay, I took care of you. Like, (laughs) was it a good experience? (laughs) Talking through my teeth. And it's usually me asking that. And she was just like, no, she said, I remember I came in that night, you started my IV, she had gotten like a Cervidil, which is a medication that stayed in for 12 hours, I really didn't have to do much with her, and I remember you telling me how easy a patient I was to take care of, and that was just what really stuck with me, and I was just like, wow, you know, so whether I remembered or not, you know, I may have felt like, man, I've only been in this patient room like three mm-hmm. times all night, but you're right, like it rung true for her, it resonated for her. I think that as nurses as care providers in general we should what we what we should do (laughs) is make it a point to just like when we come on the shift and we say hey I'm Ryan and you know you know I'm gonna take care of you today or tonight and um you know how was your day or how was your night whatever the previous shift was um so too should we do that when we leave I always made it a point to, I still do make it a point to always, like you said, check in with my patients. Is this okay? Even if, if I'm having an appointment with a patient for lactation, right? And I'm like, I check in with them. Like, is this, are you okay? You feel, Are you comfortable? Can I do anything? We should do that. Mm-hmm. We should make it a point. And that way we will know. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times when you work on the floor, especially, you'll see this patient again. Maybe you'll have that same patient tomorrow. They may request you. <laughs> <laughs> or you may want to pick them up because continuity of care is huge and mm-hmm. we really should continue to have the same, you know, patients because we know them. And so if you check in with them and say, hey, did you have a good night? You know, I'm leaving. You know, I'll be back in the morning or I'll be back at, the, you know, at 7 mm-hmm. this evening. Um, hope you have a good day. They'll they'll be able to communicate with you. And I think that would also make the patient feel like 
mm-hmm. they are part of the care team and like what they feel actually matters because I think a lot of times patients feel like things happen to them when they're in the hospital particularly. They think that things are just happening to them. We are talking about them, but not talking to them Mm -hmm. about what's happening, you know, in their particular disease process or childbirth or whatever the case may be. Um, And so I think when you start to ask the patient, what do you think? Or how was your day? Or did you have a good night? Then that all of a sudden opens up this door of communication where they think, oh, (laughs) They really want to know what I think or if I had a good day or what I need or whatever the case might be. So I think we should all take it upon ourselves to incorporate that in our care um, so that we do kind of have a clear picture of if the patient feels that they're having good care or receiving good care. So, yeah. Okay. What you got? What you won't do. What you won't do. A little piggyback on y'all's report. Do not give me false report. Mm-hmm. Hello. Everything's done. This patient doesn't need anything. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> like you what? know they lie. <laughs> I mean, just false, just a lie. Yeah, you're giving me a false report or you're giving me a crappy report. You're telling me part bits and pieces of situations that have happened. Like, yeah, just don't do it. Because or I'm I, telling you all the things I don't know. I don't know this and I don't know that. You oh, know what? Tell me worst. what you do know. <laughs> Let's start there. Let's start with what you do know and then everything else, I'll just figure it out. Or don't give me report on something, but it's not charted. Hmm. Don't tell me you passed a med and it's not in the system. It's not. Where's the documentation? What do nurses say? If you if didn't, didn't chart, chart it, it's it not done. done. Hell, look, y'all sounded like students. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all have Yeah, if it didn't document it, it was not done. So look, how am I supposed to know when my next med is due? Because you didn't chart it. Like, did you give this med or not? Like, did you give it or not? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just... So, you know, just be honest. If you did, Sometimes we are busy and we don't get all the things done that we're supposed to get done. Like you said last week, we are human. Mm-hmm. You can make a mistake. You might get busy. Fine. Tell me. I have no problem. Come, I'm, I'm fresh. Mm-hmm. I'm just coming on ship. I'm I full of energy. That. Yes, I will do whatever needs to be done. If you tell me, if I'm thinking the delivery tray is set up, <laughs> hey, and I go into the room and my patient's ready to push. Table, table still wrapped warm off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a problem because now the doctor's looking at me like Excuse I didn't me. do my Can job. Can we get the table open? <laughs> yeah. Can we get the warm on? Non non LD person. So what? Oh good. What was it? <laughs> the table of what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so in labor and delivery, um, even for know. a vaginal delivery in the room, the doctor has a, a table and. At our facility in particular, there's just one standard table. Okay. In other facilities, each doctor has their own specific like delivery with setup with their instruments okay. and okay. labs mm-hmm. or whatever they want for their specific delivery. And so a good nurse um, is going to, <laughs> after the patient gets especially into active labor, or if you have a, a patient who's had several children and she might move quickly through labor, you want to be proactive and Mm -hmm. have everything ready so that all you got to do is raise the bed up and have her in delivery position to be ready to catch a baby but if you're if you're not on top of it then you're doing all of the you know it's not it's not it's not you're not prepared for the delivery 
You want to make sure the the warmer is on if you guys still use a warmer. Most hospitals are moving to skin to skin as the warmer because it's, you know, studies are showing that that's healthier for the baby, for baby to be skin to skin with mom. But some places might still want you to have a warmer on as a backup. I'm not sure. Um, But you want to be prepared for the baby. Whatever the baby's going to need, whatever the physician is going to need. Um, you as the nurse, you might even want to have your stuff set up, your charting mm-hmm. pulled up or filling in whatever things you can fill in for the delivery before the baby comes. Um, you want to be all prepared so that makes the delivery go so much more smoothly. Mm-hmm. And so the nurse, you know, if you're if your patient is eight centimeters, you only got 10 to get total. Right. <laughs> you kind of want your tray to be set up, your table to be set up. And if the nurse tells me, oh, everything's done, like Tasha was saying, oh, everything's done everything's together your warmer is on and then I go in just immediately after the report my baby's ready to come out right (laughs) I didn't even get a chance to do my assessment that you were talking about because as a good nurse I'm gonna check the room anyway to make sure it's set up but if I don't have an opportunity to I'm going in just to say hi to the patient and she's like oh I'm feeling like I gotta push Mm -mm. lo and behold there's no delivery table set up the doctor looking at me because now I am the nurse (laughs) Doctor looking at me like, ma'am, mm-hmm. what happened? Where my shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so don't Pretty do much that like, to me. You know, if the doctor's going to say, hey, let's do a dressing change and the nurse before you knows. Right. It would only make sense all that, that she, stuff laid right. out. Right. And yes. so that's like her saying, yeah, the doctor's going to do a dressing change. Everything's ready. And you walk in the room ready to go and nothing's yeah. there. Yeah. Doctor looking at you. it's an isolation room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, I see you. Woo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, okay. so don't do that. You know, just help me help you. Mm-hmm. Help me help the patient. Mm-hmm. Be a team. Be a team. Be a team player. <laughs> uh, you know, don't be funky when you give me report. <laughs> we, we back on this. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Right. So, Everybody like, going to be smelling good. Right. I just, I get it. No, no listen, I ain't going to lie. After a 12-hour shift, when you have ran your ass up and down the floor, pumping. Ain't had time to you eat. You might not like be the most fresh, Andrew. right? Mm. But me, I always kept deodorant in my locker. Mm. And a toothbrush, Mm. a toothbrush in my locker. Mm. And if I didn't have time because I've been humping all shift to go brush my teeth and apply a little deodorant, at least pop a piece of gum in your mouth. Gum, mints, something. Because we're going to be real close when we give report. And I don't want to know you like that. Mm. You would have been mad at me. Edges. Coming for the edges. Like, All of mad at me. Coming for the edges. I would try to find like a piece of gum before Did it. Twelve night hours. Came out. I mean, but you haven't I'm, brushed your teeth since six thirty. If I'm musty, like I'm, I'm just gonna try to keep my arms <laughs> by my side. But <laughs> like ninety look, degrees is where I live. I can't help you turn them one more time, but <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> It, it happens to all of us. I mean, I'm saying, I, I, I mean, I've had those do, days. You, if you run around the you whole day. Like, you going to stink. But if you can't prevent it. See, some people are just chronically. I oh, do the have chronic stink. Though, and tooth, yeah. toothbrush, toothpaste, and floss in my bag. Yeah, you I should. Mean, and, you 12 know, hours is a long time. Mm-hmm. It is. And what you eating if you're drinking coffee. You know, it's yeah. a long time. Yeah. And nurses, we snack all day at the nurses' station. Yes, Snacking, chips, candy. Yeah, we do. All the snacks that the, all <laughs> that the, the visitors are giving us. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag chocolate. <laughs> do love chocolate. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Not homemade, though. Nope. 
no <laughs> that shift that shift three you'll no, catch that no in shift three. Oh gosh mm. that is like a nightmare that i was awake for it was terrible it's like fear factor <laughs> oh i oh, i remember fear factor. Mm. um so another what you won't do this is for the um the practitioners don't not listen to the nurse The nurses are the ones with the patient on the floor at the bedside for 12 hours. So if the nurse says to you, hey, this is what I see. I see her blood pressure trending up or I see, you know, the blood pressure trending down, particularly after we give this medication. Maybe the dosage is too high, whatever the case may be. Listen to your nurse. Listen to your nurse because the nurse is the one who, again, is is seeing everything. They they see the full picture. As a doctor or a nurse practitioner or a midwife or whatever the case may be, you come in and you get a little snapshot of the patient's you know picture because you're kind of in and out and you've got several different patients. And so I just really think it's important, even if you don't agree with what the nurse is saying, her opinion is valid. Nurses, we are licensed professionals. We ain't just fall out of the sky and sit on the floor in some scrubs. God knows we didn't. Nursing school was more like climbing up from hell. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, you know, at least, you know, value the nurse's opinion. I think that's huge. Ooh, uh, ooh. interjection. Yes. Okay. So, on the flip side, um, I was from the, something like the doctor's mm-hmm. perspective, mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes you do have nurses that just straight are not going to do what the doctor said. Mm -hmm. And that leaves you in a terrible spot as the oncoming. It's like, hey, we've ordered. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, You come on and you got X, Y, Z that was supposed to be done, supposed to be started. And they're like, hey, I didn't really agree with those orders. So I didn't do that. (laughs) And you like, and so you're like, oh, that's that's what we're practicing today. Okay, cute. So then you've then got to explain, you don't know the rationale for why this nurse didn't do it. She didn't say anything. She just said, I didn't do that. So then you're stuck. And a lot of times if you, if you disagree with the order, like tell them then, please. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes, sometimes it is an oversight or it's a mistake. Doctors are humans too. Or sometimes they're thinking of something that you aren't yet. And so sometimes they're doing something that's kind of a little preventative and you're just thinking right now or something like that something just discuss it instead of just not doing it i was getting ready to say because at the end of the day that's a nurse advocating for the patient what you should do if you disagree with the order that a practitioner gives yeah say hey can you help me understand you know why we're going to do this or the patient is here what's the purpose for this medication at this time or you know can we push that off and wait a little bit i mean that's where you advocate for the patient as a nurse so don't just not do it what you will do is advocate for the patient let me throw some on the end of this because that made me think of two things one know your role and play Mm -hmm. your position like Mm -hmm. no for real like as a nurse you are a nurse you are not a physician correct um the doctors have the the prescriptor prescriptive privileges yes they have the authority and you don't have the authority to or not to you you can question that 
But know your role. But you can't withhold something. Right. You can right. question that. You can discuss it. Know your role. Play your damn position. You're not a physician. You don't have the jurisdiction, the liability insurance, <laughs> nor the education to do any of the things that the physician can do. And so when I was saying, like, both the resident can learn from the nurse and the nurse can learn from the doctor. In Indiana, that made me think of specifically, we don't have to do continuing ed for our license. In I Indiana, that was really strange. It's and really so, lame because we and, should. Right. And so yeah. what happens is a lot of nurses kind of get cornholed into their old practice or what they were taught at the time when they graduated nursing school. hundred years ago. <laughs> One thousand years ago. <laughs> yeah. And then those physicians are getting, you know, cutting edge new research that you may or may not agree with. But learn something. Ask. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You Asking might figure something great. out. Yeah. You, but play a position. Like, I know there are some nurses who like to practice outside of their scope. Which is dangerous. It's, the hospital will not cover you. Man. And y'all and you think do they not know. want to find <laughs> your, what you want to is end up on that court stand with your right hand on the Bible and the other one up to God talking about you not going to perjure yourself because you're probably going to jail or you're going to be writing some checks or you're not going to have a license. And those are games that I'm not trying to play. I will also say, too, that as a nurse, because we do have a license, we do have to protect our license, too. And so Mm -hmm. just like we shouldn't practice outside of our scope, sometimes, I mean, we took an oath, right, to Mm -hmm. do no harm. And Mm -hmm. so um, just like the physicians do. Mm -hmm. And if we foresee something that anybody wants to do to our patient who we are responsible for, as doing harm or they want us to do it maybe pushing a certain drug is going to do harm we can see this patient's blood pressure is already low you want me to give more suppressors like no that's not gonna (laughs) that's not gonna work Mm -hmm. and so i do have the right to refuse or to withhold something if it means me protecting my patient and also protecting my license Mm -hmm. and so it's a slippery slope, though, like lots of gray in there and, and staying within your role and <laughs> following orders, like you were saying, Tiff, and then well, also we protecting the component that was missing was communicating with the doctor. Right. I agree. Right. This is not a slippery slope if you have an open communication with that physician about those orders. Tiff said, don't you just be talking about, hey, the doctor ordered this, but I ain't do it because I ain't agree with it. Mm-hmm. But you didn't have a conversation. Right. That is frowned upon. And it's totally unprofessional and it's unacceptable as a professional to go about your your job, your license, your care that way. I do agree with that. That's the part. But, yeah. you know, you're always going to have those conversations and, and things that probably overlap into what your personal values are and health care. I think you're always going to have to have that. But what you can have is a communication level or open pathway that that makes way for a, a resolution that satisfies all parties. And mm-hmm. if you're working at a facility that doesn't align with your personal values, go work someplace else. Out. Your ass is not a tree. Endless Leave. opportunities. Get go. Out. Yeah, there's going to be some place you can go work that would be more closely, you know, aligned yeah, with your personal if you got to refuse every patient that comes on the unit, pick another <laughs> unit. <laughs> like, yeah, not her, pick not another her. unit. <laughs> um, the second, or I don't know how many you have had, but... <laughs> 17. <laughs> it's again, the song we that all, doesn't we end. Try, we all chimed in on that one. Um, this, the, another one I have is what you won't do is get my patient upset, pissed off before I get the patient. 
I'm talking about upon admission. I'm talking about registration. Again, <laughs> Tiffany already said they are part. Y'all listen now. I know we got some registrars listening, okay? <laughs> All right. Secretaries, whatever your title greeters, is. Greeters. The people with the information. Listen desk. here. Mm-hmm. Can you please be kind to the patients as they check in? Listen. Order operators I on the phone. I know y'all busy. I know y'all busy in the ED. Y'all got people down there who are not really emergencies. I get it. Y'all busy. Be kind to them. Because I don't want to have to, like you said, talk a patient down off of the ledge. Mm-hmm. I can't even check vitals mm-hmm. and do my initial assessment. You because want to that precious guy anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, because you done pissed the patient off before I got them. Be kind. Just understand that even though your role may not be hands-on, wherever you are in a healthcare facility, you are part of the healthcare team. Me as the nurse, I cannot do my job if you don't register the patient correctly. If you give her the wrong MRN or you give her the, the wrong, wrong name, name birthday, I can't do my job. You know, like you were saying, Tiff Janitor. If the housekeeping, if they can't clean the room or turn a room mm-hmm. over, I can't do my job. So we are all one big happy family. Do not get the patient angry before I get to her. It doesn't help anybody. Or their visitors. I promise you I had to talk a lady down. She was about to put straight hands on one of the registrars. <laughs> on one of the registrars. She was going to put her hands on this lady. When I tell you she was screaming that she needed to know <laughs> what the manager's name and number was in the waiting room, like this within earshot, obviously, but she was mm-hmm. screaming and I was like, okay, okay, uh-huh, yep, okay, come with, okay, just come with me, come this way, you know what I'm saying? And that's just putting out those fires because you are like as a nurse treating the whole family. Yes, you are. And if the mom is upset, she comes to the room, she's pissed off, She, the patient's going to be like, well, what happened? And the patient's pissed off. I mean, it's just this whole ripple. Effect. And especially, you know, especially visitors, I would say, because if a patient, obviously they're there because they need some type of care, care. Mm-hmm. they might be ill. And so the visitors are going to be super protective mm-hmm. of the of the patient at that point. And so anything anybody does is going is going to start, start an alarm. And so, yeah, be be, <laughs> be kind to the mamas because I know my of, mama. Ooh, listen, child. Listen, Rose, I know you're listening. Good. Listen. <laughs> we shall Alvita people is, out. Look, I'm like, Alvita we, is the same way. And we, we know Kathy Harris is the same way, we too. Not, this hey, is what you don't. What don't you come don't, around here. Don't want, don't take Rose Gary off. Mamas? Don't take Mama Rose Ooh. off, okay? Them Gary Mamas cry. Don't do it. Every mom. I promise you, I went in for <laughs> surgery, and when I say my mother was giving Dr. Scott the side eye the entire time we were there, and she is so flat. She says, does nothing. My mother was looking at her like, Did I don't you know if wrong. I like you. <laughs> Make one Looking at the nurse move. crazy. The nurse went for the smallest vein <laughs> I had to start my IV. It took her 20 minutes to get some labs because wow. this vein was... And I had worked 12 hours and had been NPO all night, so... My mother's looking at this lady like, well, why she do that? <laughs> well, yeah. well, why she? I'm like, it's, it's cool, mom. Yeah. It's I cool. already know. I, Lord. Mm. Mm-hmm. I said, pray over my mama before I go Rose, get care. Rose, I know Listen, you listening. Listen, mama Rose. <laughs> 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 yeah, but so that's all I have. Anybody have any final thoughts about hospital etiquette, what the medical professional won't do? Uh, what you won't do is make a staff meeting, a whole meeting, and it could have been an email. 
that's that mean. That's one thing. You <laughs> I mean, for real. But listen, there's something to be said about getting together with your coworkers, seeing the people on the on the me opposite. For <laughs> <laughs> no. Not after you done worked and not been able to pee all night. I you really like, go to bed. I like Most meetings. of those things are not conducive to a night shift or schedule. So it I can like be. meetings. Sure you do. I corporate. do. I do. I like them. Hashtag corporate America. Right? <laughs> That's what we no. do. We schedule said, meetings. I like meetings. No. We meet all day. No. I like don't meetings. Don't do that. Listen. Don't do that. <laughs> I just like. <laughs> I don't like people though. But I so like how you meetings. Like Back to this. Don't like people. This, disregard her statement. Lies. It don't even make sense. Or lies, lies, false, false news. I'm anyway. not feeling y'all right now. Lies. I'm not feeling y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get to this language laceration. <laughs> Go ahead, Tiffany. We have you. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't do it. Language right laceration. <laughs> Going to our language lag this week too. Nah. <laughs> Oh, oh, cause she better than us. She don't know how to mess up diabetes. Diabetes. Okay. I was just gonna say the sugar. I was gonna say sugar. <laughs> that is my favorite. The sugar. Literally, I was, I was like, good I and in high school before I realized there was a name for it. Are you kidding? I'm me? not playing because everybody called it the sugar. The sugar. Yeah. The sugar. Yes. The you sugar. know, so and so got the sugar. I. That's, that's all, all I could think of. I, you know, I'm diabetic. That's all I could think. Of. Oh, I'm, I'm diabetic. Diabetic. Diabetic got diabetes. Like you gonna die? What? D I E. Betus. B E. Diabetes. C U S. Diabetes. All right. So we're gonna tell them how to say it. You. You always the one with the proper English. Come on, Kansas. Come on, Kansas. Not the hair flip. Hair flip. Come on, Kansas. It's too much pressure. Diabetes. Mm, What is it? Diabetes. Diabetes. Got it. There it is. See? Okay. Just like that. Magic. No more diabetes. Diabetical. The, the sugar. The We're sugar. Done. Retired. Yeah. Finished. We're done with all of that. I'm glad that's over because I'm sick of that. Me too. And you know, that's, I mean, it, you know. I'm mad I couldn't think of how to say it wrong. You said what? <laughs> <laughs> she mad she couldn't think of how to say it wrong. <laughs> we know why you couldn't say it wrong. Kansas. Stop. Hashtag Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, you know me. That's good. All right, 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 all Seven zero five, or like Tasha said last week, you can just search us on Facebook at Conscious Sedation. You sure can. You can follow mm-hmm. us on Instagram on Conscious underscore Sedation. That's C O N S C I O U S underscore Sedation. And emails, we love, love, we love emails, y'all. We have to make no fake accounts this week. Not yet. (laughs) Email us for the inbox reports on getsedated705 at gmail.com. Next week, shift four. I mean, five. Oh, yeah. Get it. 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 Get it.
right. She done. Okay. So, <laughs> shift five is huge, y'all. I don't Yay, think y'all know five. how huge five is. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. But, you know, it's a lot of podcasts that ain't make it to five. True mm. that. But we out here, though. But we look, and here. people are checking for us, mm-hmm. wondering where this next shift is. Mm-hmm. Honey, we you here. Can, we cannot keep the people waiting. We got to give them what they Hey, want. we made our schedule. Mm-hmm. We out here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next mm-hmm. shift is going to be? What are we talking about next week? What are we talking about next week? What are week? we talking about next week? Nurse hazing. Oh. Oh, yeah. Don't haze me, bro. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> don't haze me, bro. Don't haze me, bro. That's, yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're going to talk about that That kind of haze nurses eat their young culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That big old gray area of mm. what is actually hazing. That was like my orientation. fear, mm. you know, mm-hmm. when I came out of, out of nursing school because everybody, this like this culture of, like mm-hmm. you said, nurses eat their young. Like, what the hell does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So Most of us good. learn very quickly thereafter. That'll be good. I'm excited. Well, shift four done. In the books. Boom. Hey, don't just be looking at our posts. Share them. Like we see them. It. Comment. <laughs> rate. Subscribe. All mm-hmm. of that stuff. Mm-hmm. We need your support. You are the ones who are, are our audience, and you help us to build and reach the people. So hook us up. And nothing less than five stars, though. Nothing we less than five stars. We ain't accepting nothing less. Hey, man, we taking likes. Whatever. Likes. Five-star shares. 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 Definitely shares. Look, we see y'all clicking in the links. Y'all don't know that. We We see see you. (laughs) We see you clicking Uh in the links. Just hit like. Mm -hmm. Hit that share button. It's easy. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. We out, y'all. Bye. Peace.